We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The hottest next tape you'll find online. Next all day. We bleed blue and orange. This is Knicks Fan TV, your one-stop shop for the ultimate New York Knicks fan experience. News, rumors, debates, post-game live streams featuring live callers. Let's go Knicks, baby! And now, your host, CP, the NY Fanatic. Alright, here we go. Salute to Knicks Nation. Another special edition live stream podcast, Jay Ellis, CP from Knicks Fan TV, my man Jay Ellis from Nick at Time Show, special guest in the building, Jay Ellis, he yep. played for the New York Knicks from 2014 and 2016, second team all rookie team in his, in his rookie year, Yep. goes by the name of Langston Galloway, man, Langston, what's going on, man, welcome to the show, bro. Glad to be on. Thank you guys for having me on. Excited. Absolutely. About, you know, it's not my Nick days. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. You know, talk we, about we, it. Absolutely. Happy to have you on and, and definitely uh, to, to, you know, just spend some time with the fans during these these tough times, man. But um, let, let's start with you. You know, the, the season ended so abruptly for you guys. You know, how have you been kind of adjusting to, to this kind of new normal? And what, what have you been doing to kind of stay fresh? Yeah, no, I've uh, kind of put together a makeshift gym uh, in the backyard. Me and my wife, we've been like uh, just training, just trying to. She's been trying to work on her body. I'm trying to work on staying in shape. Uh, so that's that's been like keeping me pretty busy. And then uh, I kind of picked up a class as well. So I'm I'm doing uh, I'm getting well, I'm getting my certification to be a personal trainer. Oh, nice. Uh, so so once basketball, you know, if I if I want to go and proceed proceed in that lane. You know, I can I can kind of go down that route. So just just keep myself busy. A lot of lot of lot of Zoom calls. A lot of lot of time with my son. So it's been great. It's been great. That's dope. Family time is always good. I'm sure when you know spend so much mm-hmm. time training and being on the road. You know, it nothing yeah, has really been really official big. yet in terms of resuming the season. But if they are gonna start playing again, you know, mentally, physically, how do you feel about that? You feel like you be you be willing to play with no fans and kind of under these circumstances? I actually think it'd be great uh, get opportunity just to, you know, bond, uh, get camaraderie with the team, uh, get opportunity. Just it's just you, you against other team. And, and that's what it would come down to. That's what it, it is every single night. It's just that, you know, when you have those fans there, that, that's what makes the game even 
just yeah. take it to a whole other level. And uh, I think that uh, right now with everything going on, I think this would be perfect timing for the fans to kind of see, hey, look, basketball still going on and, and for them to tune in on TV. But, I, but I, you know, it's always tough when you don't have the fans in the crowd, but it, it is what it is right now. Yeah, that, uh, that's going to be interesting, man. Definitely yeah. be interesting, boy. It's like no more home court advantage almost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At all. At all. <laughs> no, no more home court advantage, man. So on the basketball front, you know, 2014, your, your dream was to make it to the NBA coming out of St. Joe's. And uh, about 60 picks were, were named, and, and but your name wasn't called, man. What was that draft night like for you? And did you kind of feel like your dreams were derailed when you didn't hear your name called? I wouldn't say derailed, uh, but um, it, it was definitely uh, an eye opener. You know, a couple of teams told me, hey, we might take a shot on you in the second round and uh, kind of not not saying I trusted in them and saying, hey, look, they were going to take a shot at me. But just, you know, kept my my, my heart and, and, and all my dreams and aspirations that, that hey, look, but hear my name called, that'd be amazing. Uh, but like you said, 60 picks went by and didn't hear my name called and uh, took the night to just think about everything, think about my next steps if I wanted to go overseas um and play and, and chase the money or, or did i want to stay uh you know locally and, and try to chase my dreams and uh that's that's why i end up choosing i end up saying hey look i'd rather stay stateside and, and and chase this dream because i didn't have a family at the time just me my girlfriend which is now my wife and then no son so uh it, it was it was important for me to make that decision and uh and i think my family they enjoyed it as well because they were able to come and see me and, and i wasn't too far away Absolutely, 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 absolutely. So after you decided to kind of stay here uh, in the U.S., what was the process? What was the the pre the post draft process like? Because uh, was it like just the Knicks trying to connect with you, or did, was there like other teams coming after you, or what was that like? Yeah, so I had uh, like two or three teams that uh, kind of me and my agent had kind of looked at their rosters and said, "Hey, look, this is how we can kind of pick and choose." Um, which team would fit my game. And then also, you know, who whose team that I can kind of go in and try to make my own spot. Mm. And uh, um, I think that that was my mindset the whole time. It's like, hey, which team pre- presented that best chance? And uh, and the Knicks was definitely that, that, that fit. So I went from there to coming up to New York uh, just to uh, get ready for training camp uh, for, for summer league. Right. And then once we uh, we left for summer league, um, then um, hey, we, it was from then on out just just you know taking day by day in the gym, just getting after trying to trying to get a spot to to make that that roster um, going in the, in the training camp. Yeah, because the Knicks had a, a, a lot of guards there actually. They had I think they had a Jose Calderon. They had Shane Larkin. Shane Larkin was there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then yeah, I, you yeah. kind of a combo. Kind of yeah. So. I know your your call up day was uh, like January 7, twenty fifteen. Um, right, right. Yes, yeah, kind of kind of came up. Can you describe what that day was like for you? Man, that that was uh, it was a lot of anticipation, a lot of uh, anxiety, a lot of anxiousness as well. Um, I was like, probably the week leading up until that, like everybody's like, "Yo, like you gonna get called up, man? Which team you think gonna call you up? This and that." I'm just like, bro, like, look, I just gotta get to. <laughs> you know, play these games and take care of what I could take care of. And then, um, lo and behold, that day came 
And uh, I think we had we had practice that day and nothing, no calls, no nothing yet. And then all of a sudden, late in the afternoon, I got the call. Allen Houston called me up and was like, yo, like, uh, Knicks are going to call you up. And, um, look, you got to go catch a train right now. So I literally, uh, they, they had a car come pick me up. And uh, we literally oh, headed down to Penn Station, and I took I caught a train all the way down to D.C. for the game the, the next night. Oh, so you you rode the train that moment, played in Washington. I think it was the Washington game was your first game. Yeah, yep. Mm-hmm. yep. Yep. Sure, no, yep. Yeah, caught the train, played there. Super nervous. Um, but, you know, I went out there, played. I mean, I had a decent night, seven points. But yeah, uh, seven. then then it was it was crazy because it was a back-to-back. So first night I'm playing John Wall and them. Second night I'm playing uh, James Harden James and them. I'm like, yeah. my boy, my boy <laughs> and them are texting me like, yo, like, don't get crossed up, man. You get crossed <laughs> up like you're Oh, yeah, because like, Harden will point like, at you and like, cross you. Man, <laughs> I'm like going crazy in my mind. Like, oh, I can't get crossed up, man. It's on TNT. Like, I got to go out here and, and play well. But. You know, it was it was great, great experience, great experience. It actually kind of works out for you too because you know you, you got your butterflies out that first night, and then you get that back to back, and you kind of yeah. had. I mean, even though the Knicks kind of got washed a little bit, but you had a, you had a game. You know, you kind of got the got to work the butterflies out. It's nothing like having you know having that that game right after to get all that stuff out of you. So can you th- can you explain to us uh your garden debut and how did that go? Yeah, what was that garden debut like, man? When when you, when those bright lights came on and you first entered the the, the court. I remember some things on that we lost, but I remember some plays. I remember some yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I, uh like kind of rewinding a little bit. So preseason, um I had a chance to play in the garden uh a couple times and um it was kind of reminiscent of all that, like playing in the garden of preseason, getting a couple opportunities to play here and there when it was like blowout games and whatnot. Then going from there, like fast forward all the way till, hey, getting that opportunity, my first call up, um, getting, like I said, getting the jitters out in DC. But then once I got the opportunity to play that second night, like on a back-to-back, felt good. I'm like, man, I just got to go out here and just play, just go out here and, and not worry about nothing else. And I was just like a little kid in the candy store, just didn't care what, like, you know, whatever happened, happened. I was just going out there just to play hard and, and see, see what, uh, what I can kind of make happen on the court. Yeah. I think you ended the game with like 19 points or uh, something. It was like the, fr- yeah, yeah, like yeah, the 19. F- mm-hmm. Like the first, like the, the first Knicks person to uh, score over uh, 18 points since Patrick Ewing or something like that. Yeah. It was, that was a big yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I broke broke his record, and I don't, I don't know if it's been broken since then, but uh, it was pretty cool to when they told they told me that probably like weeks after that it was like, yo, like we gotta have you sign this and put it, frame it up, and I was like, oh, that's dope, man. But you know, I wasn't, I was so so focused in the moment, like I really wasn't worried about all the accolades. I was just like, hey, look, if I can just take it one day at a time mm-hmm. and just get to like. Complete that first 10 day, get to that second exactly. 10 day. And then- <laughs> yeah, I mean, on I the 10 day, did you feel like, you know, when you get in a 10 day contract, or do, you have, do you feel that pressure to really perform to, to get that long term? Like, what's that feeling like? It, it's crazy because my, my first 10 day, right? Um, it was me, and then I'm trying to think. Lou Amundsen? I think towards the end. Lou Amundsen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I'm not sure if they came in the second ten day or they came that first ten day with me. Mm. Uh, but yeah, when they when Lou and and Lance got there, they really like 
kept me contained because I was like in my mind, like, man, like I'm playing great, man. Like they're going to sign me this and that. And Lance and Lou kept just saying, bro, like just take it one day at a time, man. Like mm-hmm. don't worry about the rest of the, the season. Like you take it one day at a time, it's going to work out. And I remember I, t- I took that like to heart. Like I, I I remember that like every single day thinking like what they said and reminisced in my head, like just take it one day at a time. And I remember like people were like coming up to me, approaching me, man, man, you're doing great, this and that. But I'm like, man, look, we're not winning. So it didn't matter to me. I was just like all focused on winning. Yeah. And uh, and just the, the numbers came, but I was yeah. more focused on winning yeah. than anything. Yeah, I feel like Melo was even kind of hyped because there was a point where um you were hitting a lot of last last second three point yeah. shots, and Melo even came out and he was kind of like he kind of compared you to to Jeremy Lin in that that fearlessness you had to take that last shot, and and you made a name for yourself in that little short run with the Knicks hitting those last shots for real. Yeah, yeah, no. Nah, I remember Melo, man. He he gave me a lot of confidence, man, and uh, and that's why I always respect Melo and respect all that he does, cause he was like a big mentor for me. He he really was like in my corner. He always would like uh, exude like energy for me, you know. Always like, hey, do this, do that, and uh, I really took that to heart, and it, it really helped out, helped out uh, for you know going on and, and every single day. Now, nah, I mean, looking back, I'm like, man, look, it, it really has paid off for me. What was uh? What was some of did did they haze you at all when you first came up in January? Like Melo and Stat? Like what was some of those rookie duties that you had to do? <laughs> they throw popcorn in their car or something? No, no, I, I, I didn't even have a car at the time. I, I you know, I, I was uh, they had a car service for me and all that. Um, so I, I, I didn't even have none of that. But uh, they they really kept it simple. I mean, they 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 only told me like, hey, get stuff for them. Like if they, if they needed me to get like uh, food or chicken or whatever they wanted at the time. I was like, cool, I'm going to go get that. Uh, I really didn't, you know, make a big fuss about it. I just say, hey, did, did my duties and, and, and kept my head down. Because I, I was just, look, I was a new kid on the block just trying to, trying to make a name for myself. <laughs> yeah. uh, true indeed, true indeed, man. We're talking to Langston Galloway, former yeah, New man. York Nick, currently point guard for the Pistons. So to everybody in the chat, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Tonight's hashtag, we didn't do the hashtag for tonight. Oh, we didn't do Tonight's the hashtag. hashtag, do a hashtag LG9. To salute Langston Galloway, throw a hashtag LG9 in the chat to salute go. Langston. Uh, you know, Langston, that first year, man, it was like you said, there, there wasn't a lot of winning. Uh, one of the worst yeah. Nick teams in franchise history, only 17 wins. Uh, we know we had Phil coming in, Derek Fisher and all of that. Um, mm-hmm. what, what do you think was, was the primary cause of, you know, that, that season being such a wash? Like, you know, was the triangle a big issue in terms of getting you guys, um, you know, the chemistry coming together from, from the offensive end? No, I, it wasn't the chemistry or, or nothing like that. I just think that we, we had a lot of injuries. Um, Stat only played a handful of games uh, when I was there. Uh, Melo, he was out for the season. Um I think t- Tim Hardaway, he got hurt a couple times. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we we were banged up, and, and then they, they started having ten day guys left and right coming in, and and so uh, it, it was it was tough because it's like everybody was just so banged up, and we just had to, you know, have a revolving door with people coming in and out. Uh, but you know, it, it was a great experience because every single night, like playing in the Garden, man, it was nothing like it, nothing like it. And uh, I mean, I enjoyed my experience playing for the Knicks and. 
And uh, man, the fans, the fans. I mean, they came every single night. We was losing, blown out, whatever. They were still there. You like, still there? Yeah, <laughs> still there, man. Still. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Um. So I mean, after your second season with the Knicks, you ended up signing with the Pelicans. What was yep. the you know impetus with that offseason move? Was it did the Knicks not offer you any deal, or did you feel like you wanted to be kind of be closer to home? No, no. They, they uh the Knicks definitely offered me a deal. Um, but um like. The Pelicans came last second was like, hey, look, we have a deal on the table and, and to play back home, like that was my dream to go back home and play in front of in front of my family, my friends. Uh so I was like, man, I'm all for it. So uh, you know, I ended up going down to New Orleans and playing. And uh I mean that was that was a great year, just being back home playing. Cause I hadn't played uh in Louisiana um since I was shoot in high school. So I was like, man, this is a great experience. But you know, a lot of people thought I got traded from the Knicks to the Pelicans, but it was like, nah, I signed with the Pelicans, and, and that kind of transpired from there when when I did get traded later on in the season. Yeah, because the Knicks definitely wanted you, because I, I remember they played you every fourth quarter. I mean, you didn't get the minutes you did from the first season, but they had you closing a lot, so I, I know they wanted you for sure. I know it hurt. Yeah, yeah, nah, nah. D, D Fish and all those guys, man, they, they really believed in me, trusted in me, and – um they, I mean, they, they put the ball in my hands most of the time to, to make a play or, or try to finish off games. So that that was that was that was cool. That was cool to you know get those experiences, especially early on in my career. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, sorry, go ahead, go ahead Steve. No, I was saying, Langston. You know, as as you say, you mentioned you got to play in front of your hometown. You know, with the Pelicans mid season, you get traded to the Kings. You know, talk about what is it like, kind of you know having to deal with that side of the business where your future is never really set in stone. I mean, now you're in your sixth year now, but your fourth team, what is that like kind of, you know, dealing with that side of the business? Man, it, it really wakes you up. I tell a lot of young guys that come in the locker room nowadays, like from from my standpoint, like not, not, not comparing anybody's journey to mine, being undrafted and whatnot, but it's just like you, you, you can never just – relax you always got to be paranoid you always got to have a mentality of like every single day is not promised and it's just mm. it's just like life it's, every day yeah. is not promised uh, in this league and uh and i think that that's what that's what really sticks in my mind uh every single opportunity i get to practice play um you know meeting fans i just whatever it's, it's an opportunity for me to impress and, and 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 talk about you know my journey and my life so uh, it's, it's, it's always important, man. Cause when that, when I went through that trade, I really like, you know, I hit a downfall, like, man, like this is, this can't be what it's like, you know, getting traded from home to That's another tough, team. Man. Gotta be yeah, tough. man. But, uh, yeah. But after, after, after that, I really learned, I really learned it was a, it was a, it was a great lesson that taught me early on, uh, man, it's this thing. Ain't, it ain't uh, promising for sure. Once you got to Detroit, uh, there came a time where things started to change towards the middle of the season, you know, uh, Blake Griffin was injured. Uh, Andre Drummond is traded, and Reggie Jackson is traded. So you kind of had to uh, assume a leadership role. So tell me, like the transition. How did you transition from your, your, you know, being, you know, one of the guys to just kind of being one of the voices on the court? It's crazy because, uh, like that, that the middle way through the season, like you said, the the trade deadline really put a lot of guys just up in arms, they didn't know what to expect. Um, and, and going from, you know, I'm still one of the older guys in the locker room, but I go from the middle of the pack with just like, you know, just a, a voice to the reason with to now, 
I'm the oldest guy playing. Um, other guys were kind of banged up at the time, so I'm I'm yeah. the only one on the court. So it's like it's crazy to think that, but guys really they they depended on me. They looked at me as like, hey, look, what do we need to do in this situation, or just speaking up in in, in certain situations. So um, I've always spoken up, um, no, no matter if I was the youngest guy, the oldest guy, but. It really, uh, I really could tell that guys really listened and really, and okay. really wanted to hear okay. my aspect of, of the game. Responsibility of a guard, yeah, for sure. True story. Yeah. Yep. I mean, yeah, so, I mean, I guess guys like, too, like Christian Wood, because I feel like he started to shine, too, as this trade uh, time started opening up, and he took a similar path that you did. So, um, kind of, what did you make of Christian Wood's game after all that stuff happened? No, he, he, I mean, he really showed me a lot, especially in, in preseason. Like, he, his athleticism, uh, he could really shoot the ball. Like, I mean, most of the guys nowadays is like tall, lanky guys that can really, you know, put the ball on the ground, but also, too, can knock down shots. Um, right. And, um, and he, he really, he really made a name for himself because, I mean, all he needed was opportunity. And he, and he ran with that opportunity once, once he got it, once, uh, uh they made some, some decisions to, to go a different direction. Indeed. You know, Langston, six six years in the game after coming in undrafted, you're looking at another free agency this summer. What do you think, what are you going to prioritize this free agency? What are some of the things that's going to be important to you? And, and would you consider the Knicks a, as a potential destination if they call? We need shooting. Nah, I mean, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> Yo, we need shooting badly, bro. <laughs> badly. <laughs> I don't know if you saw the standings and our three-point shooting is kind of at the bottom. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm open to whatever this summer. I mean, whatever uh, you know is is best for my family and, and me to you know make a decision to go wherever. I'm open, um, but you know I've I really uh, made a mark in Detroit and I, and I really enjoy, enjoyed everything about Detroit. So if they came calling. I would love to stay, but you know I'm always open to go wherever else. Yeah, definitely respect that. You know, right. you mentioned your, your first night in the league, first two nights, you, you, you had a John Wall, then a James Harden matchup. Uh, you've been known for your defense in the league. Who who would you say, you know, six years in has been your three toughest matchups? Um, You know, being undersized, uh, I, I really uh, have had, not saying problems, but guys that are, that are really – Either like the Isaiah Thomases of the world, like smaller, quicker, mm. um, shiftier, like those type of guys have always given me problems because they're underneath me. Like I'm mm. like smaller, but then they're mm. even smaller than me. Kemba's <laughs> and, then, uh, and, and Isaiah's. You know, and then, right, right, right. <laughs> uh, and then, and then, uh, you know, playing against guys like that are, that are bigger than me as well. Um, that have always like you know even even more physical than I am. Um, you know, matching up against D Wade and, and, and guys along, along that caliber. Um, and I mean, Hey, what can you say? I mean, he's a hall of famer for a reason. And, and I, I mean, I, I enjoyed the matchups that I've had uh, with, with him in his career. That's what's up, man. So shifting gears to, oh. to the entrepreneurship tip, oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. LG kicks. Tell us about LG kicks and, and what, what sparked your, your passion for the sneaker game? Yeah, so uh, I mean, I, I've always been uh, enthusiast of, of buying sneakers and, and you know collecting the magazines, the slams, the East Bay's and whatnot. Uh, but I was like, hey, look, I'm, I'm collecting all these sneakers and and uh, in different like sneaker uh, conventions and all that. And I was like, man, I might as well start something of my own. 
uh, that can kind of relate to the fans. Here you go. And uh, LG Kicks is all about all about your story, your collection, and uh, and it's all about you know meeting new people and they they having their own stories. And uh, and I, I enjoy you know hearing somebody say, "Man, this is my first pair of shoes I ever bought." Like this is a story, or you know, relating to the, the people, the fans in New York. Like, hey, man, I got some butters, man. I gotta, you know, I gotta, I gotta rock these every day. So, uh, you know, everybody has a story. Everybody has a story with um, the sneaker game. But I, I mean, I've enjoyed just the starting from the ground up, and then now having apparel, and and eventually, hey, maybe one day having a sneaker store or something like that along the line. So, um, just just enjoying the, the journey of uh, being in the sneaker culture. Uh, that's dope, man. What would you say is your favorite pair of all time? Favorite, favorite what? Favorite pair. Favorite pair of kicks of all time. Oh, favorite pair. Oh, man. The Jordan 13, man. The he Got Games, man. That's my favorite of all time, man. All time. Yeah, the He Got Games are definitely dope. Did you get the uh, the 13, the Flints that they that they released? Uh, they they did a sneak man. attack, man. Twice on us, yeah, they, during last dance, man, they, bro. They've been, they been doing these, these, these sneak drops and whatnot, man. The shock drops, I guess that's what they call them, but... I haven't picked up none of them. I haven't yep. picked up none of them. Yo, but. I love the Flints. The Flints are the, are, the, are the blue and gray 13s. And I knew they were going to do a sneak attack, man. I knew it, JL. Right. When they put the last dance on, I said, yo, I know Sneakers app is going to release mm. some exclusive Jordans. For the first two yep. episodes, they did the fives. Yeah, yeah. My and then, is talking about that. Yeah. yeah, and then the last two, they did the Flints. <laughs> I don't know. Langston, what, what's, what, what would you say is like your top five J's you, you, you got? Man, uh... 13s, I mean, not not no specific order. 13s, yeah. uh, I mean, you can't go wrong with the 11s. Uh, crazy, man. I'm, I'm a big 16, like a, a Jordan 16 guy. Interesting, like, uh, interesting. I love 16. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then um, I'm trying to think the 18s as well. 18s as well. Um, and then probably the 10s. Yeah. Like those, those yeah. probably yeah. the top five. I, I probably fell off. After the Ferraris, I probably fell off, man. I would have to go. Yeah, definitely <laughs> the 11s. Can't go wrong with the patent leathers for sure. Yeah, you can't, um, you can't go wrong. The with 13s, definitely, basically every colorway. I like the threes. I think the threes are one of some of the most comfortable ones. And yeah. um, the yeah. 12s, the 12s as well. I had the playoffs, the black and white yeah. ones, those 12s. I sold those, actually. I'm kind of tight. I sold them, man. Yeah, you know, those are my joints, man. And the fives. I'm a big fan of the, right. the fives as well, man. Yes, sir. Uh, we're talking to Langston Galloway. Salute to everybody yeah, in the chat. Throw an LG9 in the chat to salute Langston. Um, Langston, you also signed a sneaker deal with, with Q4. Um, what was, you know, the genesis behind um, linking up with them? Yeah, I, uh, I wanted to uh, kind of create my own lane. And, and this is kind of time around the time. Oh, here's my little man right here. What's up, man? <laughs> Always on duty. Always on duty, man. That's that's the life. That's the life we live now, man. That's the we life we this. live, man. Yeah. Fatherhood, man. It's a beautiful thing, man. Beautiful yeah. thing. I haven't checked uh, in yet, but maybe one day we'll see. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, you were saying Q4. Um, how did you guys come yeah, together? Yeah. yeah so. Uh, so one, so actually, one of my guys he connected us um, via uh, Instagram. Really, I, I, I kind of saw they were kind of up and coming brand, and I was just starting LG Kicks, and I was like, man, this might be something dope that uh, you know, kind of create my own lane. And uh, and then also like the the biggest thing for me was like, man, if I can get the color restriction to come off, I can kind of do my own thing. Mm. And um, and and they actually like said going forward, hey, we'll give you equity in the company and. 
And, you know, being the entrepreneur that I am, I was like, man, this might be a great opportunity, small up and coming brand. They might blow up if I, you know, do well on the court. And um, and then all of a sudden the color restriction and all that started coming off and, and it really started taking off because I was able to kind of write a new story. I mean, I know a lot of guys, you know, they look at the, the higher up kicks and whatnot, but I was like, man, that's dope and all. But, you know, I want to do something different, do something uh, along along my own path and and create my own lane. So customizing my kicks have, have really uh, taken me a long way with, with like the branding of Q4 Sports. That's dope, man. And, and speaking of the customs, man, I love the the Black History Months that you did when you came back to the Garden. You and uh, your, your customizer Andrew with uh, with yep. Spike, Patrick Ewing, and and Walt Frazier on one side. Then you had Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, Langston Galloway on the other side. I thought those were real dope. Those those tributes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nah, that was it was huge. Uh, they put put those uh, you know public figures and people that um, have made a mark in my life. And, uh, and, that, and that's what's special is that, you know, when you have able to customize the kick and, and, and working with, with a guy like Andrew Lewis, man, like he can really bring your your dreams and, and like, you know, your thoughts to, to, to life. And, uh, and and him doing that, man, it was it was dope to see that, and you know, how, how he, he kind of, you know, put that all on a sneaker. I could rock it in the game. And then people like really take uh, in moderation of like, man, this is dope. Yeah, so you've been grinding for a minute, and you managed to get a, a custom pair of sneakers in the, the Basketball Hall of Fame. So, tell me how how did that happen? Yeah, so we uh we had um been thinking of putting out different shoes and different like cartoons, and then all of a sudden, me and him came up. Me and Andrew came up with a, a idea as like, hey, look, if we can kind of create something that like is about a movie or something that like kind of relates because I'm a nineties kid. So I'm like, if yeah. I can kind of get yeah. something that everybody like from the nineties relates to and like, man, I grew up watching that or this and that, it would take off. And um we we kind of came up with a Toy Story pair and we had uh Woody on one one side and we had uh Buzz on the other side. That's nice. And and I mean it was it was dope. We had a lot of details in there and I remember I remember every social media site, everybody had like got pictures of it, videos of it. I mean, it, it had taken off. And I probably think like a week or two after that, my uh, my PR guy was like, yo, I got a crazy idea I'm thinking about. I'm going to let you know. And then like he came back to me and was like, yo, I, I, I got this this idea to put your shoes in the Hall of Fame. And I was like, do I have to give these up? Like, can I get another pair made? And he was like, hey, I, I got to get a game-worn pair. Oh, and, man. Uh, <laughs> No, I, I haven't. I've yet to be be up there in the Hall of Fame to see them actually, but uh, I can't wait to you know get that opportunity to see that. That's dope, man. And I yeah. just think about like the whole evolution of the game, man. Even just watching Last Dance and you know the impact of Jordans on the culture. You mm-hmm. go before that, you have the Converse um, with with Dr. J and Magic and Larry. Even before Building that, blocks. you had Pumas and Clyde, and mm-hmm. just seeing the evolution from those times to now. You know, now you with Q4, you got equity in the game. You have custom kicks in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> you know they've they've allowed the players the the freedom to express themselves in terms of the sneakers and the whole culture is just booming right now, man. So I think it's real yep, dope sir. that you know you're getting into it and and uh, achieving all, all of these accolades. It's definitely dope. For sure, man. Mm-hmm. definitely dope. Um, you know from from a business standpoint, who are some entrepreneurs that are kind of inspiring you as, as you kind of go along your journey? Um. I wouldn't pinpoint a specific like, hey, entrepreneur that like kind of, uh, 
I'm looking at it and like, hey, can you mentor me and nothing like that? But um, I, I really look at like my family. My family's done a great job. I have a one of my family members. He he's like really into tech and, and different things like that. And uh, he kind of sparked my interest. He he kind of you know push push me a little bit to say, hey, look, I think you can kind of be in the realm that I'm doing and, and do your own, and have your own lane. And I, I like kind of ran with it. And then also to my wife. My wife is business savvy and and has helped me along the way as well. So um, I think both of them have done a great job with, you know, pushing me in the right direction and, and not letting me fall, but but making me crawl, you know, and um, creating business plans and all that. So it's been good. That's dope, man. You need a solid team behind you. Absolutely, bro. A um, couple more questions and salute to everybody in the chat. Hit that thumbs up button for your boys. Please We're talking do. to Langston Galloway. Um, Langston, you know, six years in the game, like I said, coming in undrafted, um, what advice would you have to players who follow a similar path as you both on and off the court? What, what would your advice be? <clears throat> no, I think the biggest thing um, is definitely uh, sacrifice. Um, I think back to like all the, the nights, all the opportunities that I had. Um, I mean, I could have been out there partying. I could have been out there, you know, hanging out with my friends and whatnot, but those opportunities to uh, be in the gym and just thinking back to all the guys that rebounded for me, all the guys that, you know, put me in the position that I'm in. Um, I think that that's, that's the biggest thing. And, uh, and I, I put in a lot of hard work. I won't, you know, knocked all the hard work that I put in because I, I had to, you know, first and foremost sacrifice, but also put in a lot of hard work. So, um, yeah, just being dedicated to the game and a lot of sacrifice, I, I would say those two, those two things will take you a long way. Yeah, he, he wasn't too lit for New York, CP. Nah, nah, he definitely <laughs> he, he handled himself well, and and that's a dope testament. You know, like I said, six years in the game, you bet on yourself, and and it certainly paid off. Um, I just want to take a couple questions from the chat. Iller says, um, Langston, who's your favorite NBA player growing up? Ooh, that's tough. Uh, yeah, growing up, I probably had a couple, a couple guys I like looked up to was AI. AI was, you know, undersized, tough, um, gritty, like just, you know, hard nosed dude. And I, I used to love watching him play and, and all the things that he, he put his body through to, to sacrifice for the fans and for, and for himself. Um, AI was one. Uh, Chauncey Billups, another one. Oh, Chauncey, uh, big shot. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He, big shots. I, you know, I, I was always like growing up, I always hit big shots. And, um, you know, when I started like watching his game, I'm like, man, I could, you know, I feel like I could be like the next Chauncey, like how he hits big shots in big situations. And, and I, and I enjoy that. I enjoy like doing that. Um, and then, uh, uh, then I mean I, I watched Michael Jordan and all those guys. Mm -hmm. Those 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 guys. I feel like everybody's always watched yeah. the, the great Michael Jordans, the Kobe's. Um, you know, I remember watching Kobe when he scored eighty one, like on TV. Like I was sitting in my 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 dad's room watching the game with him, and I'm just like, yo, this is crazy. And like, then I fall asleep, wake up the next morning, and like he went for, he had like fifty at the time, and then ends up with eighty one. I'm just like, yo, this dude's different, man. <laughs> Unreal, man. Uh, what about teams? Who, who's your favorite teams coming along? That's a question from uh, Stupid Videos in the chat. Mm -hmm. I actually, I actually never had a team. I never like supported one team. I always just was fan of players. Like I always mm -hmm. just watched the best players and, and the guys that I enjoyed watching. Um, and, and that was it. I I never said, "Hey, look, this is my team. I'm a diehard, whatever fan." So, 
That that's what's up, man. Well, thanks. Yeah. We we definitely appreciate you giving us some time. Um, let let the fans know about some of your other endeavors as well, where they could they can find you um on, on the social media. Yeah, nah. Uh, LG Kicks. If you guys Instagram LG Kicks Nine, um, and then uh, have my website LG Kicks Nine dot com. Um, have have merch on there, so check that out. Um, and then uh, you know, if you if you guys uh, in the like the charitable uh, at the Langston Galloway Foundation, so uh, I'm doing a lot of stuff right now, trying to help out the kids that aren't in school and and, and not able to, you know afford the laptops and whatnot and we and, and tablets and all that so just trying to help out as many kids as i can right now to you know keep them dedicated and focus in on school because that, that that's what's going to get them to that next level if they want to pursue sports or you know they want to go another route absolutely man well said man and, and we definitely wish you uh continued success continue blessings be safe out there man if you guys mm-hmm. make it back on the court uh you know definitely good luck to you man thanks again for coming on bro yeah, and check the kicks out. The kicks out, all right. Check, definitely check those out. LG kicks. Yeah, sure. Yes, sir. Sure. Langston Bless Galloway, thanks Bless again, man. Everybody throw LG9 in the chat. Langston, thanks Peace. again, man. Have a good evening, bro. All right. You guys, too. Yes, sir. All right. All right. Langston Galloway, JL. Salute everybody in the chat. Hit that thumbs up button for your boys. Good interview, man. Good, good yeah. interview, man. Yeah. Definitely a, a down-to-earth dude. You know, I, I always like the underdog story, Jails. You know what I mean? Got to. Oh, always love the underdog story. You know, average NBA career is only four years. Man. This, this guy came in on drafted, and he's six years in. Yep, six years in. Maybe six years in. in. Uh, and uh, he had an up and down career, but he's still here, and it seems like he's on an up as of recently. So I mean, it's, it's, it's good time for him to kind of step up his game. So it seems yeah. I feel like he'll be around a little longer. Career highs right now across the board. I mean, you pull yeah. his numbers up. I mean, I wasn't lying if I when I asked him if you want to come back to the Knicks, we need the. Shooters. I wasn't either. We need shooters. <laughs> we need the shooters. I mean, right now he's he's career highs on uh you know he's averaging ten points a game, forty three percent from the field, forty percent from three, fifty five percent effective field goal percentage. You know, we could check the true shooter numbers. You know how many how many uh three point attempts five attempts a game, mm-hmm. you know yeah like the thing with Langston too is like when he got the time, he was able to kind of produce and even yeah. if he wasn't producing, at even though we, even though if he wasn't producing at certain points of the game if the game was on a line all of a sudden he kind of locked in and he hit those big shots for you so yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. Listen, for some people on those crappy teams, I mean, he he was one of the few bright spots. Definitely. You know what I mean? He was definitely one of the few bright spots. So that'll uh, be it'll be interesting lineup to give RJ some spacing because he's not like I'm telling you, no break down, break you down point guard. But you know, if you let on, you let he, he can still kind of hit people in passing lanes and. It kind of could still give RJ some room to, to handle the ball more and kick it out to a guy who can actually hit a three at a, at a good click. So that'll be interesting. That'll be interesting. True. <laughs> true story, man. Um, so to everybody in the chat, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. We got the icon, the general Chuck D in the chat, JLs. Yeah, what up, Chuck? You know what I mean? <laughs> Salute to Chuck D. Hope you are staying safe. Um, so to all the mods. Appreciate all the mods for yeah, man. patrolling the chat. You know what I mean? Definitely. Shout out to Maz, Craig, Fritz, 
All you guys, man. Shout out to you guys. Yes, sir. Yeah, so if you guys want to call in, talk about the interview, anything else that, that come across your mind, 657-383-1509. We'll be on for a couple more minutes just wrapping up. Um, upcoming guest, Jay Ellis. We got the former Heisman Trophy winner. Put some respect on his name. Yeah, put some respect Charlie on his name. Charlie Ward is coming through oh, Thursday on, night. Man. 7 p.m., early one. Early, early one. one. So before yeah, yeah, you ready. guys eat dinner, um, Charlie Ward is coming through. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, man, we're going to touch, touch on those those late 90s days and, and uh, that 2000 series as well. So looking forward to it. Yeah, definitely sure. looking oh. forward to it, man. Um, you know, on the, again, on the lengths in front, man, I, I just, I like how he's really focusing on life after basketball, you know, and, and entrepreneurship, Smart. that's just something that's, that's very, um, you know, a, a passion of mine as well. So I kind of, I like how he's, if you go on his Instagram, man, he, you know, he's on the grind, he's, he's doing interviews, podcasts, like mm. he said, he's, he's educating himself on the business side of things, on the sneaker game. Um, you know, pursuing pursuing uh, educational pursuits outside of his degree, just trying to sharpen his tool and be ready for life after after hoops, man. Yeah, man, that's how you gotta do it. Yeah, that's how you gotta do it, man. It's like, I, I mean, it didn't start out a passion of mine, but it's it's been a growing one. I started off, I started off on the outside art yeah. side and ended up in doing podcasts, linking up with you, and that's why we're here right now, man, trying to expand ourselves. That's and it, man. That's it. <laughs> trying to trying to build a movement, man. So mm-hmm. that's why when we tell people to hit that thumbs up button for your boys. It goes a long way, man. It goes a long way, man. Trying to trying to build this thing up from nothing, and you know, especially where the athletes are concerned. I mean, like I said, the average uh, lifespan of an NBA player is four years. He's doing six yep. undrafted. So yeah, man. So he he's well undrafted. ahead of the game. But think about it. You know, when you finish, you know, how you know what's the oldest player to to go into the league? 40, 40 something. By the yeah. time you finish, you got a, you, your whole life ahead of you to to figure out what you're gonna do next. So, yeah. This kid's 26 years old, and he's trying to get those ducks in a row now. So that's it makes definitely sense. dope, man. Definitely, not, definitely not, makes sense. Not a lot of people is getting you no know, millionaire checks at 24, 25, 26. So True story. If you start to plan right then and there, you'll set some money on the side, start my side hustle up, side business, being being a sneaker or 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 um, what do you what was he saying? Personal trainer or whatever. That, that's, yeah, personal that's trainer. Venture <laughs> capitalist as well. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, man, Lan- Langston is doing the damn thing. Um, other news, Jay Ellis, we got um, two front office hires. One announced yesterday, one announced today. Yesterday was um, uh, Wayne Perrin, mm-hmm. Walt Perrin, sorry, Walt Perrin, 19-year veteran from the Utah Jazz organization, served as the vice president of player personnel with the Jazz for 19 years. He's going to come here as the new uh, assistant GM and the, the director of college scouting. Uh, then we also signed Frank Zanin. He is going to come in here as the new director of player personnel, um, served in that role for the OKC Thunder. He was also a scout for the Thunder, um, was with the Nets as well under Bobby Marks. So he's coming in as a seasoned vet as well. What, big what moves. Do you, what do you, big moves, big moves, man. What, what do you think about these uh, this front office restructuring so far? Uh, I mean, I've been kind of like uh, skeptical of the Leon Rose hiring from the jump because I'm like, yo, how are you going to get a guy who hasn't had experience and haven't run the team? But I will, I have to say that I kind of like these moves. These guys are both kind of respected around the league. They both have a, a small town kind of mentality, and that's the kind of mentality the Knicks need to have when they're trying to rebuild this team. 
They need that small market mentality, and both of those guys have it. They work hard. They're relentless. And a time when, when uh, scouting is probably the m- most important now because you know there's there's no basketball going on. You you need to have guys who kind of do their due diligence, and that's what they've done. And uh, Utah is, is evidence of all the work. True. That um, oh, I forgot his name already. Walt Perry. Walt Perry put in. I keep on keep wanting to say Scott Perry. Walt Perry. It's the new oh. Ninja P in town. Yeah, it's the new Ninja you better P, get some man. new shirts. Ninja squad up. You better get some new shirts printed up because he could be. <laughs> Perry. He could be your new it's, GM. There is a new Perry Perry. There could be a Perry Perry. <laughs> a little Perry I Perry. I don't know. Actually going on. It's a, it's a new Ninja P in town, JL. Let's get ready. It could Put some be. new shirts up, man. It could be. Yeah, it could yeah. be. <laughs> but I, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, I believe, and, and I had I had a, uh, a jazz insider on the show last night who uh, has been covering the team for about 10 years for the NBC affiliate there, and he said the same thing. You know, Wayne Walt Perrin has been, you know, operating as, a, you know, the Jazz are a small market team. They're not getting any big-time free agents, so they have to be heavily invested in their yeah. scouting. And, and covering all ends of the earth to find the, the best talent out there. Five all-stars under his watch, Jails, guys that have yeah, been picked. Hit. You know, Gobert, a late first-round pick. Millsap, a second-round pick. You know, you had the Spider, who was 13. You had uh, uh, Gordon Hayward, number nine. So he, he's had to, he's, he's found some talent, man. You got to give him some credit. But I think the Knicks have to operate that way as well because, hey, we're not getting any free agents either, man. So nope. at the end of the day... You got to build this thing. And so them bringing in these veterans, I think Rose surrounding himself with these veterans, Perry, Perrin, uh, uh, this guy, Zanin now, you know, we have to, again, start putting that foundation together. We're still going to be big fish hunting as long as James oh, yeah, Jones still owns the Knicks. You know, this is what Leon Rose is going to be looking for. But in the meantime, let, let's get our ducks in a row and start to build this thing up. Yeah, because the thing all these guys have in common, too, is they've all been around so long that their network is yeah. probably is, is going to be huge. Between Leon Rose, who's been in the CAA for, like, I don't know how many years, to Scott Perry, who's been in the league for 20 years, and if he acts around the league, he's cool with everyone, to my other Perry, my other Ninja Perry, who's been around for 17, 18 years. Like, everybody's networked so long that it – when it comes down to making, when it comes down to, first of all, all those guys are, are draft guys. So when it comes down to drafting people, when it comes down to making deals, I feel like we should be okay, theoretically. On paper, on paper. On, theoretically. Right, right? Yeah. on paper. Uh, like I said, I just, I, I like, I like how we starting to set this thing up. Um, so, so definitely on board with that. Frank Zanin uh, worked as a scout for the Sixers around the same time that Leon Rose was representing AI. So they definitely definitely have some familiarity there. And uh, Frank Zanin was actually Kobe's high school rival back in Philly. And, uh, you know, some of the guys on the beat have pulled up an old tweet from Kobe, rest in peace, who was um, repping Frank Zanin when he went to the Nets, basically mm. saying that, you know, he's a sharp mind and he was very yep. deserving of the position. So the late great Mamba... Mm-hmm. And he knows. He knows. Yep. JLs. Mama knows. Mama man. knows. So <laughs> you know, let, let's see how uh how this all how this all comes together. Next up is the coach. Yeah. You know, big man, one. Next up is the coach, the big one. So 
Again, let's see, man. So to everybody in the chat, once again, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Um, some super chats. Park City, Dion, appreciate it. He says, another dope interview. Number one show for the fans, by the fans. Hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Mm-hmm. He didn't say hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Else. I just said that myself. So hit, hit that uh, yeah. thumbs up Yeah, man. That's fine, that's fine. Yeah, man. And we also got uh, Super Chat from Cardi151. Uh, they say great show. So definitely appreciate Cardi. Uh, and once again, salute to everybody in the chat. If you're new in the chat, leave us a hashtag new. So we'll definitely shout you guys out. And uh, yeah, man. Well, what else we got on deck, JL? So who's in your chats you want you want to shout out? Uh, man, shout out. Shout out to uh, Kent Scott's here rolling. Uh, my guy Fritz always holding it down. Uh, I, I saw Craig Williams in here earlier. Shout out to Mike CP. My guy, Young Simba. Nah, young Simba back in the fold. We need yeah, him. He's, a, he's an OG back. fan, man. Young yeah, Simba's man. been around for a while. He's been around OG. for a while. OG. OG Young Simba. Shout out to you, my guy. Yes, uh, yeah, yep. MG, MJK94. Shout out to you. Adele Chapman. Shout out to you as well. Probably Adele's in here. And John Tomento is always chat hot. Oh, yeah. He's a John. John's always first. He'll come in like early afternoon, mm-hmm. check in. You know, say what up and everything, and, yep. and then dip out. Then he's back. You know, right before back. the show starts, he's back. So, uh, definitely appreciate John Talento and appreciate everybody for tuning in, man. Let me shout out some of the hashtag news. Our uh, Aries Lightworker, hashtag new. Um, Prana, appreciate it. Ty Styles says, hashtag new. Appreciate it. Stephen Fox, how you feeling, man? I Ops Q. Q is back, man. I haven't heard from Q okay, in okay. a little while. Edward Stalling, appreciate it, definitely. Frank Matos, he throws the palm trees in the chat. He always wants to let us know he's in warm weather, Tails. <laughs> it. It's going to be warm here. That's fine. It's warming up. It's, it's, we getting yeah, yeah. We, we getting there in, in, uh, in New York, man. So all good as long as everybody's safe. True Story 163 Drew. Hashtag mm-hmm. new Zach Patton. Hashtag new. Welcome to the show. Hopefully, hit that subscribe button and the notification bell so you don't miss it. Yo, yo, shout out to my guy Cody. You ever see? Yo, shout out Cody, the hashtag old. Guys been rocking Cody, that long. Shout out to Cody, Cody Emmanuel, man. We got to hear from Cody when the, when the draft picks back up. You know, he, he's a he's our scout on the low. Too. Oh, that's right. Yeah. He, be, he be peeping the Chicago <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cody, uh, uh, draft Cody's boards. Over, so yeah. Cody definitely <laughs> call up. Um, shout out DJ Dana Burns, hashtag new jails. But I've been right. he's been rocking with the Knicks since '88. So he's been he's been here, he's been or they've been there since the Bomb Squad days. All right. Yeah. 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 Oh, six. Yeah, Bomb Squad days. Yeah, man. Shout out DJ Dana Burns. Make sure I, I did a dope episode on the Bomb Squad. With my guy Gerald Brown. Um, so definitely check that out in the video. Check out the Rasheed Wallace interview too, man. Check out that Sheed interview. Yeah, that Sheed is, is, is official. Yeah, official issue, out, man. man. Shout out to Rasheed for coming through. Big Surge sends us a super chat, Jay Ellis. And he says this. Hold on. I, I need to uh I need to turn down the music for a second. Wait, Surge? I, I yeah, Sur- Surge is back. Surge! And he sends my guy. He sends this message. Reports of my demise were exaggerated. Glad you're all safe. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Surge, Surge has a way with words. I'll tell you that. Surge has a way with words, man. Salute Reports to Surge. Reports of my demise. Yep. Surge I need you to write for me, Surge. Sergio <laughs> is, is definitely bad. Good, good to hear from you, man. Good to hear from you. Ari, Ari thought he was gone, man. Don't Serge, is back. Don't Serge, you got to call in. Call in. Yeah. Yo, oh, shout out to Dave. Yo, Dave. Dave, this is a Dave article is going to be dropping tomorrow morning, so definitely shout, okay. out, shout out to Dave. Shout out to Knicks Fan TV. He wrote Dave. a really good article on RJ Bass. Okay. Yeah. 
that, that's what's up, man. So, um, yeah, I think that's it. Definitely salute to everybody who's joining us. Remember, once again, Charlie Ward, 7 o'clock Eastern Time, Thursday. I don't think he's going to be late, JL. Well, you know, you never know, man. You never know. You so, never know. We appreciate everybody's patience on this one. You know, yeah. people got things to do, man. They're doing this thing for free, giving us their time. So, we definitely mm-hmm. appreciate it. All right, JL, so let's get out of here, man. Yeah, man. Salute, salute, salute. Well, thanks for everybody who's supporting Nick and Tom. Um, we are back doing the, uh, the quarantine version of the show, uh, trying to fix through all the little issues and stuff. I, uh, new episode will be dropping tomorrow for the Nick and Tom show, discussing all the stuff that was going on last week. So definitely try to look at that. It's going to be on YouTube.com slash Nick and Tom show. Also, you can check stuff out on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, and all that other stuff. Also, definitely got to check out the merch. Um, shout out to people who's buying merch. Also, check out the articles from my guy, Ken. And and Nick's and uh Nick's Fan TV Day is gonna be dropping his tomorrow as well. So definitely look out for that on nicktimeshow.com. And yeah, that's it, man. Shout out to you guys. That's UCP. Yes, sir. Salute to you, JLs. And uh salute to everybody for tuning in, man. Make sure you guys hit that thumbs up on for your boys. For your new viewers, remember the show is available in audio podcast format, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Alexa, Stitcher, and Google Play. For everybody who's an Apple Podcast listening, please leave us a review. It definitely go a long way. And as usual, man, hit that thumbs up on the feed, boys. Subscribe to the channel and uh, hit the notification bell. Definitely. Dales, I, I think that's that super chat from Surge was just definitely just like a, a preview warning shot for Ari. I don't know, man. I feel like something. Is co- <laughs> I feel like something is cooking, man. I feel like something is cooking. You know what I mean? The reports of my demise yeah, were exactly. Yeah, he wanted to let it be known. Uh, yeah, oh he's cooking God. something. He's cooking something behind the scenes. Oh, man. man. I, yo, I want Serge to write for me, yo. Dude, <laughs> I don't know what I want him to write for me, but I want him to write something for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to figure it out. Am I asking? Livingston Mills, man. Appreciate it. Uh, yeah, man. Good show, everybody. Once again, Charlie Ward this Thursday, 7 o'clock Eastern Time. Uh, yeah, man. Appreciate it, everybody, for tuning in. Make sure you guys check out some of our old videos. Leave us a comment. Hit that thumbs up for you boys. We'll see you Thursday night, people. Peace.